0: This is Sarah Weymouth and welcome to my podcast where we talk about everything for you to live your best life and we have a little fun too from talking about business, marriage, parenthood, money, health, home decor, friendship, beauty, and pop culture. I'm a mother to three, a wife, a successful business owner, and I want to live my highest best self. Follow along as we learn together, grow, teach, because you only get to live one life. Oh, and I promise to dig deeper and to ask the tough questions. This is the Lime Podcast. Good morning. Actually, it's two o'clock in the afternoon here. (laughs) I don't even know why I said good morning. Um, that's so funny. I feel like I do a lot of podcast episodes in the morning, especially if I'm interviewing people and I've been interviewing a lot of people lately. So that was just like a habit that came out. So I, this episode I'm so excited about. I just, I didn't, I didn't even really prep for it. I'm like, we're just going to, we're just going to do it. We're just going to do it. But before we get into it, I wanted to touch on my morning routine and how it's been going. If you listen to that episode, I said I would, you know, update you guys later and let you know how it's going. I'm I'm on week 7 of waking up early and working out and having my new morning routine. And I have to say I love it. I absolutely love it. I don't even remember life before this morning routine. And it's only been six seven weeks like I'm in my seventh week like whatever that comes to right it's just so amazing to wake up early work out shower get ready bed made and then be mom you know like it feels so good to get that out of the way not out of the way But, like, get to do all of that stuff when everyone's sleeping. Now, I will say, like, when I jump in the shower, my kids are waking up. My oldest is leaving for school. My husband takes him because the bus comes way too early from middle school. And then the little ones that are in elementary school are, like, just waking up. Sometimes they sleep in, and I let them sleep in. So I'll jump in the shower at 7 And they'll be sleeping and then I'll wake them up at like 7.30. The bus comes around 8. So we have enough time for them to get dressed and eat and pack up their backpacks with their lunches and all that. You know, I feel like boys are kind of easier. I don't know what it's like to have girls. Maybe you have to like fix their hair and it's like more, you know, more time to get ready. But with boys, it's like so easy. It's like brush your teeth, put on your I mean, like right now it's like, put on your basketball shorts and your t-shirt, like out the door, you know, it's like, they're so simple, but you know, I take a shower, I'm ready. I'm just like doing breakfast with them, getting them out the door, all of our hugs and kisses. And when the bus leaves at eight o'clock, I am just ready to go. I'm either doing podcast episodes, I'm doing work for Lemon at the house or I'm driving to Lemon to get stuff done. If I'm doing try-on sessions or anything early morning before the store opens at 10, I have plenty of time to do it. If I have errands to run, it's no big deal. If I'm running the store, like let's say I'm opening at 10, I've got plenty of time to like eat breakfast and you know, clean up the house, do laundry. Like I could do whatever I want because I have like so much time now between saying goodbye to my kids and having to, you know, be somewhere or do something. And I said this the first episode when I was talking about this, that you really do like forget that you worked out. Like right now it's two o'clock on a Tuesday and I worked out at 6 a.m. And I don't even feel like I worked out because I did it before I showered, before I got ready, before I was even like awake, you know? So I just think it's it's interesting. I think everyone's different. Maybe you're not a morning person. Maybe your schedule doesn't allow for this type of morning routine but i think majority of people could do this it's not even like that crazy i get up at 5:45 5:50ish and i try to be ready to go to work out you know work out by 6 so 6 to 7 is my workout time today i just did a walk with some neighbor friends and our dogs and it was very like relaxing 3 mile walk like nothing crazy You know, usually I'm going into our gym. We do have a gym here at the house and I do cardio and weights or I do the Legree machine and I try to mix it up where one day it's arms and the next day it's abs and then the next day it's, you know, legs and glutes. So I'm not bored. I also kind of just listen to my body. Like if my body feels like doing glutes, I do glutes. And if the next day my body feels like doing glutes again, then I do glutes again. Like I just kinda of just go with it. Um, I do feel like my workouts could be a little more hardcore. Like I could probably run for my cardio instead of walk uphill. But I think there's, you know, there's definitely pros and cons to running versus walking and vice versa. You know what I mean? So I think it's just good to have variety. So but I mean I I feel better uh, in my body. I feel better in my clothes. I have definitely lost a few pounds which is a necessity. I've just been kind of at the top of my weight and by no means am I overweight and I know that, but like, you know, you know your own body and I know that I was definitely teetering at the top and Wasn't fitting into some of my clothes and was just feeling very blah, you know, like just we just know ourselves better than anything. But I will say for anyone that is at the beginning of a journey like this, it took a solid six weeks to like lose weight and to see something on the scale. So if you're at the beginning, just keep going. I mean, I really do feel like it's consistency. I also feel like I want to eat healthier when I start my day with a workout. I want to have protein in the morning where normally I don't even really want anything. It's just, it's been good. And I'm excited to like continue and to see where it takes me, you know, am I going to make my workouts harder? Um, Am I going to wake up even a little earlier? So I have even more time to work out, which sounds crazy. Like I think like an hour 45 minutes is pretty good, but I kind of love it because not only is everyone else sleeping and I'm like doing my own thing. I mean, maybe my husband's also working out, but he's hit or miss. Right now, for many reasons, um but I just I like having that time where like I'm listening to a podcast or I am like sometimes if I'm really not in the mood, you guys, I'll get on the treadmill, I'll start walking really fast, and I will like look at reels on Instagram. Like, how silly, but who cares? I'm moving my body. I made it to the gym. Usually, by the end of my workout, I've had a great workout. And if I need to just like zone out like that on my phone, who cares? I also like check my email, I check social media, I respond to customers. I just take care of like loose ends while I'm warming up on the treadmill. And I also feel like that I start my day off on the right foot, you know? So I'm a huge, I'm a huge pro of this type of morning routine. And yeah, like I said, I literally, I'm like, what was I doing before? Like, what was I doing? Like, how crazy was my routine before that I would wake up? shower, get ready, and then somewhere in my day, work out. Or I would get up and deal with the kids and deal with everything else and then try to work out after they went to school and then shower and then get ready and then it's like 10:30 and I'm like just starting my day, you know? I just can't even believe I did it that way. <laughs> so, I I love it. I just feel like I'm in such a good groove. So I wanted to share that update for anyone that is also starting a good morning routine or started when you listened to that first episode or you were thinking about it, you were pondering, like, just do it, just do it. And just say, you're going to do it for one week. And then after you get done with your one week, do it for two weeks. And after you do two weeks, just, just start there. You know, I feel like once you get going, that's the hardest part that first few weeks of consistency. And now I don't even remember the last day that I didn't work out. Like I haven't had a day off in weeks, knock on wood. Like I don't wanna like get sick or have something happen where I'm like, oh no, I'm not gonna work out. Um, but yeah, it feels good. It just feels good. It feels good to start the day sweaty. It feels good to start the day with like your blood pumping and your lungs breathing and movement, stretch. Like I get like a nice juicy stretch the last five, 10 minutes and it just, ooh, it just sets me off. Like I, I come into the house around 7 a.m. like practically skipping, you know? Like I'm like, morning! how is everybody? Have a good day. You know, it's like, I'm like on cloud nine and it's obviously those like endorphins that go off when you work out. Um, but I just love it. Everyone's like dragging and I'm like, I've been up for over an hour, you know, (laughs) it, it is a good feeling. It is a good feeling. And if I could even push it a little further, then I'd even have time to if I wanted to, I could have time to like meditate or have a gratitude journal or something like that. I think would really be like the icing on the cake, you know, so I, I love it. Okay. So let's get into the episode. This episode is all about this beautiful exercise of being able to envision the best version of yourself every single day. What is the best version of you and this exercise i love because there's so many people that walk around life every day operating at average and are totally just okay with it but they're not okay with it you know what i mean like they're at like a c plus and they're like well this is fine even though they're not fully happy, even though they want more out of life, even though they know that they're capable of more, they just settle in the C plus. They just, they just settle in and they're like, I'm average, you know, or, or, or even I'm slightly above average, you know, like There are people doing worse than I'm doing, so I'm okay with where I'm at. You know, there are people that are at a D or a C minus, and I'm at a C plus, so we're just going to be good with that. That is the kind of stuff that just kills me because I'm like, I know these people want more, but they just are very stagnant. They're just stuck. They're just in this cycle of like Groundhog's Day, right? Where they're just like, I want more, but this is it. I know I need more, but I here's where I'm at. Or my favorite, <laughs> the one day. One day I will be the best shape of my life. One day I will care about what I wear and how I present myself. One day, the kids will be older and I will have time. One day, I will get enough sleep. There's just not enough hours in the day. One day, I will make my marriage a priority. One day, fill in the blank, right? I mean, everyone right now is probably nodding their head with like a, yep, mm mm-hmm, yep, this is what people say. This is what even, maybe you say or i say right it's like it's so easy to think of life in the format of one day in the future right one day we'll have the money for our dream vacation one day we will do what we want to our home one right it's like always at some point right? This is why they always say life is short, you know, do it now. What are you waiting for? You know, I, I love when they interview older people and they'll say, you know, what are your regrets? And a lot of times these older people in their seventies and their eighties and their nineties will say, I wish I traveled more when I was young. I wish I, you know, um, pursued my dreams when I was younger. I wish I made more time for my family when I was younger. I, you know, it's always wishing that they would have done things, their younger self. It's never like, I'm so happy I said one day and here I am doing it at 80. That's not whatever is said, you know, and, and I'm not saying that like, you're not happy doing something at an older age, of course. You're always going to have goals and ambitions and wants and needs, and that is always changing. But what they're saying is that there are many things that they're doing at an older age that they should have done at a younger age, and they were just too scared or too complacent to pursue it. And that always sticks with me, right? It's like a Oh, like a dagger to the heart where you're like, man, all of these people have the same regrets in that they just wish they would have done it then. What are you waiting for? Right? Like that's going to be basically a common theme for me and this podcast. It, I mean, the reason I even made this podcast is because I could see that there's a percent of us that really want to do all the things, that we are high achievers, that we don't wanna settle at a C plus. But I I think even furthermore, I think majority of people, if not everybody, doesn't wanna settle at a C plus, doesn't wanna settle for average or subpar or okay, right? Nobody wants their life to be considered baseline. No, we only get one life, right? Like we all want to do all the things and that is good. We should want to. There shouldn't be a part of us that is okay with not doing it. So this exercise that I'm going to tell you about could really be the shift you need to push you over the edge to stop saying one day. So the exercise is this. You are to envision the best version of you day in and day out. What is the best version of you doing daily? The best version of you, what do they look like? How do they dress? How do they act? the best version of you how do they carry themselves right do they carry themselves light and happy or are they stressed and you know rigid right the the best version of you what do they do for fun what do they do for work what do they do with their kids with their relationships how do you care for your relationships the best version of you day in and day out What does that look like? What does life look like, the best version of you? How do you treat others? Uh, How do you, you know, everything, how do you make time for the things that matter to you? What does your routine look like day in and day out? We just talked about my morning routine or having a good morning routine and how that sets you up for your day every day right now imagine the morning routine but in your full day what do your days look like at the best version of you what type of friendships do you have what type of a marriage do you have what does your best body look like what does it feel like what does it feel like to be in the best version of your body How does it feel to put clothes on? How does it feel when you're naked? How does it feel to move in your best body? How does it feel when you sit down and get up? How does it feel when you lay down on the floor and play with your kids? How does it feel to go for a hike? How does it feel, you know? How does it look, how does it feel? What does your optimal health feel like and look like, right? What does that mean for your skin and your hair and your eyes and your nails? You know, how are you taking care of yourself in all the aspects? What does it look like to be like fully hydrated every day or, you know, fill in the blank? What does it look like to have your best financial health, right? How do you manage your money? How do you discuss money? does the best version of you do with money? Where does the best version of you vacation? Where does the best version of you eat? All of it. So the exercise is really to envision the best version of you, right? Think about it visually. What do you look like? How do you dress? You know, How do you approach people? How do you shake their hand? What kind of eye contact do you make? What kind of questions do you ask people? when you're in a social setting, or a professional setting, or just day in and day out running errands, right? Envision your best self in all aspects. You could literally run through your day. What is the best version of you doing? And just you could write it down. Make a map, draw a picture, whatever it is. You know, we all kind of look at this exercise in different ways. But at the end, the result is that we get a clear picture of who the best version of us is. And then I'll tell you that once you have that, once you have the vision of the best you, once you know what the best you is, then you need to start being that be- best version. You need to start, you know, they say fake it till you make it, right? Like you act the part that you want. You act, you know, you act the part of of like you're going to get the job, right? It's like you're going to act the part, you know, you want to make the, the team. You're going to act the part but that you already are a part of the team you are going to step into that best version of you that means whatever that means right you want to be stylish you're going to start getting dressed every day you're going to put jewelry on you're going to you know brush your hair do your hair you're going to you're just going to be the best you if that's part of your vision for yourself and obviously there are things that take time, right? I know people will say, well, you know, I'm I'm not at my ideal weight, for example. Well, of course you're not. And it's going to take time. It's going to take a lot of time. We just did an episode with, you know, um, celebrity and pro athlete personal trainer. And he said, people want to undo like two years of, horrible habits and horrible eating and lack of exercise in two weeks. It doesn't work that way, right? You know that. I know that. So yes, there are pieces of the best version of you that won't happen overnight. Yes. But you can surely act like the best version of you from day one. You can present yourself the way you want to be every day. You can come from you know, a place of gratitude. I think that will probably be on most of our lists, right? We want to be kind. We want to be happy. We want to be calm. We want to be grateful. We want to be fearless. We want to remove guilt. We want to make time for the things that are important, Right? So this exercise is really to get you to be able to visualize this person so that you can become this person. It's kind of like when you manifest something, you manifest something first before you get the thing because how could you get something you can't even envision? How could you be the best version of you if you don't even know what the best version of you looks like? So. An exercise like this can be really powerful, especially if you are feeling stuck. Or I hate using this kind of wording, but like unmotivated. I did, I did a whole episode that motivation is a lie, and that's a really good one. Go listen to that one. But that's where this comes from. And then I would say, take some of this stuff in bite-sized pieces, right? The best version of you is going to wake up in the morning and make the bed. Guarantee That's the best version of you will wake up every morning and make the bed. Add that into your routine tomorrow. And then maybe the next day you add in, you know, lemon water first thing in the morning. And then maybe the next day you add in flossing every night. And then maybe the next day you add in, you know, uh, talking to your husband or your wife to plan to have business meetings once a week so that you can talk about bills and finances and kids schedules and some of the nitty gritty stuff that you don't want to do on date night or in front of the kids or when you're tired, right? It's putting things in place so that you can have building blocks to achieve the best version of you. And it almost seems too simple, like envision it and do it. Okay. But it truly, that is how it works. You know, it's not like, you know, JLo wasn't always Lo. She knew what she wanted, went after it, was building blocks and never stopped. Michael Jordan wasn't always Michael Jordan. I mean, heck, he didn't even make, you know, the basketball team in high school, right? It's like, how do you go from that to the greatest basketball player ever, right? It's building blocks. It's knowing who you want to be, what the best version of you looks like, and then you go for it. And it's consistency and it's momentum. And it is always having a clear vision of that person so that when you are having a stressful day and you open the car door and the eggs fall out and they break all over the driveway and your kids are being whiny and you're hot and sweaty and you know your keys fall into the eggs and get all gross, you take a deep breath and you remember the best version of you. How would the best version of you handle that situation? Right? It's being able to tap into the understanding of what you want and who you are that allows you to handle everything better, be the better you, have grace, right? Because life is gonna happen, stress is gonna happen, we're always gonna have ups and downs, always. And part of the reason people say one day is because they also envision one day that the stress will be gone that one day the difficulty will be gone, that one day the tiredness will be gone. But that's not true. There will always be stress. There will always be something. So it's a lie that we're telling ourselves that one day when the kids are older, I can do all these things. No, you won't. I was just speaking to someone this morning and her kids are older, they're grown adults. And she was saying, you know, my kids are older now, but now I have aging parents. So I went from taking care of my children to taking care of my parents. And it it, it was true. I'm like, there you go. There is no one day because there's always going to be something. You are always going to have some stressor. And how much of this best version of you can you grasp and have now versus waiting? How much harder is it going to be to make these changes when you're 70 or 80 or 90? It's much harder, not impossible, but much harder, right? What do they say? You can't teach an old dog new tricks. There's a reason for that saying, right? we get complacent. So really, anyone that's listening to this and you're young, if you're a teenager or in your 20s, like go and get it. You haven't even established anything yet. You know, it's like you can recreate yourself 16 more times before you even turn 30. So, you know, we we don't need to. We don't we don't need to be okay with where we're at. We can push for this version of us that we consider the best version of us. And I think the beauty of this exercise is that when we push to be the best version of us, it really does also help push the people around us to level up as well, right? If you're coming from a kind calm place when you're handling high stress situations, what does that do to everyone around you? It brings down their level of stress and anxiety and, you know, um, jumpiness, you know? So it's like thinking about that times a hundred, you know, it's like you take all these little pieces and you just kind of elevate yourself while elevating everyone else in your life. So what I say, especially to parents that are like, this is a season of life I'm in, I'm just surviving. And I get it, sometimes you are. But to use your children as an excuse to live in the C plus world or worse below that, you're not doing anyone any favors. Your children, are looking up to you. Your children are learning from you. Your children are copying you. So when we use them as an excuse to not do something positive for ourselves or for our life, we're not helping anyone. I wanna be a mom that my kids can be so proud of. Like I want them to be able At this point, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 30 years from now, I want them to be able to turn around and say, "Like my mom is badass. My mom did all the things. My mom never gave up. My mom wasn't scared to dream big. And she never used excuses to back down from greatness. And I want them to do that for themselves. Would you be happy if your child was okay, was subpar, for their life? I don't think so. I don't think any of us would want that. Absolutely not. Do I want my children to be not putting a hundred percent into their health, not a hundred percent into their career, into their hobbies, into their relationships, into their passions, into their dreams? Absolutely not, right? Like we want our children to put forth everything to be the best version of themselves. So why are we not doing it for ourselves? You know. So it's it's a very eye opening exercise. It's also I would say a very difficult exercise. Sometimes you get stuck in the middle of this. I would say take it in pieces. Maybe you make a list of what the best version of you looks like and you just do that first. And then maybe you do it again in a few weeks where, you know, how does the best version of you act? How does the best version of you feel, right? And then you're able to kind of focus and then piece it all together. That helps, I think, a lot of people. Where if you start to run through the full list of what the best version of you looks like day in and day out, it can be overwhelming and it should be overwhelming. The best version of you should be so good. Like you should be like, wow, that's what I want to be. Right. It shouldn't be simple. We shouldn't be like, oh yeah, you know, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z and that's it. This should be a very long list. Because most of us have never done this exercise and never have analyzed our life in this way. And when you do, it's very eye-opening. So I hope you take a moment to think about this exercise, think about the best version of you, and really giving yourself the grace to not be perfect, but to not be okay with average or okay or subpar. Everyone deserves to push themselves to greatness because again, we only get one life.